Are you a victim crippled by the minotaur in the labyrinth of your mind? Or will you fight your biggest challenges like Theseus and fulfill your potential? My name is Zulfakar and welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Welcome to another episode of the Minotaur's Maze, where I will be speaking to Joschka Stracher-Jan. Joschka has been a digital marketer for almost 10 years, having worked for some of the biggest European fashion companies. He developed leadership roles in startups, medium-sized businesses, and even an enterprise with 8,000 employees. The roles involved uh, managing over six figures in advertising budgets, uh, um, on a monthly basis, as well as being responsible for seven-figure monthly revenues. However, despite delivering great results, he was fired twice because he wanted to spend more time with his young family. As a result, he founded his own agency, but then lost all of his clients due to COVID-19. He has now worked himself back up and is on a new mission to become the number one challenge coach and is also the host of the Launch Your Challenge podcast. Yoshka, thank you for being here and welcome. Well, thanks, thanks. I love to be here with you. Brilliant. So, I mean, that's quite a, a story there. So, you know, let's just dive right in. I mean, you've had a lot of highs, you've had a lot of lows. Um, out of all of them, which one was your lowest point? Um, the lowest point was definitely when I realized that the agency, um, was down, that everything I had built myself back up again, um, was lost and I'm not really sure how to, how to take it from there. I mean, I have a family, I have three kids to feed. Um, I have a house to pay off. So we just bought a house, um, two, three years ago. I have a house to pay off, um, so I have a huge monthly cost. Um, but from really, literally one day to the next, I mean, you, we all know how COVID-19 hit us. Um, and yeah, it was really almost overnight. My whole revenue was gone. So every single client I had in the agency was gone. Um, it was mostly tourism. So you all know, not the best niche to be in right now. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so really, that's, this was hard. It was hard. And, and it took a while to, to really get back up and find a new um, destination where, where, we want to, where I want to go. So, so talk to us about your mindset then, you know, what were some of the thoughts that you were having during that low point? You know, what was the self-talk or the doubt, fears? You know, what was going through your, through your mind during that period? I mean, I always had one good thing in my mind and this is, I'm a digital marketer. I'm doing this for, for 10 years and I know how to market. And so I needed to... to just needed to find the right angle to get myself back up because as a digital marketer, I have the huge um, opportunity to work everywhere. It doesn't matter where in the world I can get a new client. I can work with literally everybody. I'm not dependent on my region where I have to sell my local food or anything like that. Um, I, I'm really independent in that. And this is, this is what always keeps me forward. Um, but, um, at first, I didn't know what to do, um, and I was afraid. I was afraid that I can't pay my bill, bills and everything like that, because the thing is, I had my agency, um, but it wasn't a huge agency which made millions at that time. Um, it was just enough to have a good life. Um, and so I don't have a huge um, financial reserve um, or anything like that. I had a little bit. Um, so I could cover um, a couple of months, um, but not not a year or anything like that. So really needed to get back up quickly. Um, and yeah, definitely, I was afraid. Um, and I had hope. I had um, belief that I can do it. And this is what kept me kept me going forward. Um, but um, yeah, um, 
no no doubt about it there were days where i thought all right this is it Okay, so um, obviously yeah, you had the belief that you could do something about it, but what practical steps did you actually take to get yourself out of that situation? Well, um, I, I have a huge agency background, so this is where, I, where I'm coming from, but I know that this, this turning point is exactly that. It's a turning point for me. It's not um, that something... Yeah, it's like, of course, something was over, um, but it's also a, a chance, a chance for me to really um, reevaluate and see, all right, where can I take this? Um, or what do I even want to do? And I knew that I not wanted to start another agency, another um one in a billion um, company um, because there's so many agencies out there. It's hard to mess with that. Um, and at that time, I was only working in the German market. So um, I had no, no presence, no international presence at all. Um, but what I had, and this is something that thankfully or luckily uh, um, kept me going forward very quickly, is that around a year ago, I discovered challenges so um when i around in the mid 219 or so um i scrolled through i think it was instagram i don't know um and there was an ad there was an ad for the one funnel away challenge and i think a lot of people have heard about that or participated in it it's a great experience and i thought what the hell um let's give it a try and see what it is about and I was super fascinated. Um, I mean, I'm honest, I never finished the 30 days, um, but the concept, how they were doing things, how they were attracting people and how they naturally sold everybody on the software, um, it was crazy, unbelievable. And since then, I took a lot of other challenges. And so I really had a very good understanding what a challenge is, how it works, what could make it work. And I, I build up a, a backlog um, of, of, of challenges I could refer to. So I, I funnel hacked a lot of them and had all three screenshots from so many challenges um, from the funnels and yeah, took take part in that. So I knew how, how to sell during the challenge, everything like that. And when I was at my lowest point, when, when everything was gone um, and I thought, all right, what? What now? Then um, I researched a bit and, and, and saw that there was a gap in the challenge market. So um, there are people who um, are big um, in the challenge world, but not many. So it's not really saturated at all. Um, so we have more or less one, maybe two people who are at the top. Um, but after that, there's nothing left anymore or almost mm. nothing. I mean, mm. right now the, the competition gets up and more people get into it. But at that point, um, that wasn't the case. And so I thought, right, maybe this is it. And um, I already liked the, the, the concept of challenges, was super fascinated. I already knew a lot about challenges. And so I thought, all right, let's just try it out. I um, created and run my own, first, my, my own challenge. And I mean, you have to keep it in the back of the mind. I'm an expert at paid ads because I'm doing this for 10 years um, for, for some of the biggest companies out there. Um, um, but when I created my own challenge, um, in just three weeks, I had 4,500 people enrolled into that. It was unbelievable and completely blew me away. And since then, I was, I was so hooked. <laughs> and I said, all right, um, let's do this for real. And I thought, all right, what is there an education about challenges out there? Uh, bought almost anything I could find. Um, I joined every challenge I could find and analyzed um, how they were attracting people, the funnel, the coaching, how they build up the community, the engagement, how they sell, what they sell and everything. And um, so, yeah, really, I don't know how many hours and thousands of dollars I spent on that. Um, but um, very soon after that, I, I got the first 
um, people reaching out to me and that, hey, can you help me with my challenge? I said, sure, what the hell? Why not? Um, and so um, I helped a couple of people and really um, got them great results. So I, I, ha I, had, um, I had a woman um, who I had set up some ads. And so her challenge was mostly done, to be honest. Um, but I helped her set some ads and do a little bit of community work and a little bit help with the selling. And with just 200 euros, it is uh, in ad spend, she made 2,000 in return. What <laughs> nice, and so um, soon after that, I started teaching challenges to other people, and more and more and more, and created my own challenge how to launch a challenge, and yeah, just went from there. Okay, so talk to us about these challenges then. I mean, let, let's speak to in, in terms of you know, for somebody who's not a marketer who doesn't understand what funnels are, who, who doesn't understand any of the marketing jargon. Um, why would you need a challenge in the first place? So what is a challenge and why would you need it? Um, well, all right, let's touch, touch this briefly because this is more about, we want, wanted to talk more about mindset and anything like that, but, okay. but we can cover that briefly. So a challenge is, um, well, let's cover it from a different angle. Probably everyone knows what a webinar is, I believe. So even if you're not into marketing, you have heard about webinars or attended webinars before, online trainings, anything like that. A challenge is similar, but a challenge is spread out over a couple of days. And when you sign up for a challenge, you know what was promised to you. So there are a couple of different challenges, like for example, a weight loss challenge, all right? You sign up and you are promised that over the next 30 days, you lose 10 pounds. And so you commit to that, you get coaching, training every day, you get support every day, um, you have a community um, where you can help each other out and after the 30 days you hopefully have achieved the result that was promised to you and so keep out weight loss, can be personal finance, marketing, mindset, whatever it is, you, there is a challenge for anything out there and um, what happens over the course of the day the challenge is running? So most challenges right now are around five days or seven, ten days, but there's anything is possible. But what happens over the course of the days is that you get coaching every day. And this coaching, when you can relate to that and you see, all right, this is actually helpful to me. I finally can make this work for myself, whatever it is that was bogging me all those years before that and finally i can make it work and so you build up the trust with the people with the, with the coach and the relationship and and when at the at the end of the challenge they say to you well how do you like it so far do you want this to continue then here's my offer um it's just naturally that you already know this person you trust this person this person has already delivered so you don't need to rely on hope anymore that this works because you already know that it works. Then the likelihood that you will give this person your money is a lot higher than if you would get a random ad in your feed or anything like that. And so <clears throat> a challenge is a tool that for you as a business owner can accomplish a lot of different things. So you grow your email list like crazy because people are signing up for challenges all the time. The entry barrier is very, very low. So you grow your email list a lot. Um, you um, lead with results. So you not only talk about providing value, you're actually delivering results. Um, so you build trust, you build fans, you build your community. The community itself, by the nature of the chalice, engages with each other. So you have an engaged community right from the start. And then you're asking for the sale and your conversion rates would probably be very good as well because you build up that trust over time. So a challenge, a good, well-made challenge can accomplish more or less everything you need in order to grow your business. And this is why I love them so much. Brilliant. Okay, so if, if so, there's a business owner out there, entrepreneur, they don't have an email list, they don't really have a following online, they don't know much about advertising. Um, now they've, they've listened to your story right now and now they're inspired to, to do a challenge. What steps should they be taking first um, and then, you know, over the course of, of, of setting up a, a successful challenge? Um, well, a lot of different different ways how to, how to do it. Um, there are 
Um, well, how did you do it? Let's talk about how did you do it exactly. <laughs> All right. I mean, I had money to spend. I, okay. I know how to how to run ads. Right. Uh, when when you have that, then getting people into your challenge is very easy. Okay. And so you can literally set up everything today, and in just three to five days, can have thousands of people in your challenge. Um, if you're if you have that kind of money. But what what kind of money are you looking at? So what kind of ad spend would you need for that then? Um, well, if you do a challenge right, you can you can get a cost per lead around three dollars. I would say two three dollars is definitely possible um, if if you if you do it right, and even if you go up to five dollars, but two three dollars per lead should be definitely doable for for almost everybody. Um, and so, what you need to have at the back of your mind, all right? So, how much can I spend right now? Um, what is my budget, and how much do I think I make at the back end in return? I mean. When you are experienced with that, then you can build up the, 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 the funnel. But so the way people sign up, they sign up, they give you their email address, and then you make them an offer why they're signing up and um, for something that adds to the challenge. It not takes away from it. It doesn't uh, give everything you will learn in the challenge um, upfront, but it's something that adds to the challenge. And a couple of people buy that. And then you make maybe another offer, whatever, until you finally have that complete and you guide them uh, to your actual challenge, which probably runs in a Facebook group. Um, so when you're good or when you're lucky, you can make back your ad investment right when the people sign up. Um, and then this is easy because then you can really scale your ad spend because you're getting it back every time uh, you, you give a dollar out and you get a dollar back. So, or maybe even $2 back. So you, you don't have a budget. You can really scale that. Um, but obviously this is not possible for most people because they don't know what they're doing, um, not with their ads, not how they need to make the copy on the landing page, what offers to present, anything like that. So for most people, running paid ads to a challenge isn't the best idea. Um, so what you need to think about then is, all right, do I have an email list? Do I have a Facebook group? If yes, awesome. You can use that. If not, then you need to find other ways. So where are the people that could benefit from that challenge? Think about that. And you don't need to limit yourself to online sources. I mean, you can run a challenge. Let's say you run a weightless challenge for busy moms. So where are busy moms in your area? Go there, talk to them, and some of them will sign up. So it can be as easy as that. But you also can see, all right, are there Facebook groups for that? Are there blogs for that? Are there podcasts for that? Whatever it is, and see where those people are already. And then go there and provide value and see if you can move them over to your profile, your whatever, and then do the challenge. Um, so yeah, this is how I would do it when I don't have any money to spend and don't know how to run ads. Okay, and obviously with the clients that you've had, what has been the mindset of, of beginners who have come on and, and they want to, you know, launch a challenge, but maybe you know, have they had doubts, fears? What were those, and, and how did you help them overcome those? Uh, mindset issues well i think for most people is they are overwhelmed they don't really know what to do they don't know how to handle the tech they don't know um they don't know how to create a challenge who to create a challenge for what to create a challenge about what to teach about um how to teach um both in terms of the, the content you deliver but also in terms of how to present it um do I need any equipment? What, what do I need? Um, and there's a lot of things that people can get confused about, can be overwhelmed about. And this is what I see as the most important thing. They are just, they want to run it for whatever reason. I mean, some people just want to grow their business and they already have a good business. Some people are desperate. They just, damn, I lost it all to COVID-19. I don't have no idea how to, back, how to get back up. I heard about challenges. Maybe this is a thing. And um, so, so you have different people in there. But um, um, I think the most majority is they just don't know how to approach it. 
And so what I did is I broke down every step. So I created a five-day challenge, how to create a five-day challenge. <laughs> um, and every day I will uh, teach exactly what you need to know and give you a task you need to do. And when you accomplish that, or when you go through the whole training, then after the after, on day number five, you have your challenge ready, finalized, the tech, everything is done and you can go live. Okay, brilliant. And um, so should, should a challenge be free or should it be paid or, or, or could it be either? It can definitely be both. Um, and again, it depends on who you are, your experience and your budget. So getting people into a paid challenge without ads is hard. And um, what I recommend for most people is run your first challenge for free and don't expect to make any amount of any money out of it at all. Do it for the learning experience. Do it to to uh, learn how to do it. Do it do it to learn um, what your potential clients want. What are they talking about? What are their fears? Um, what problems do they have? What do they struggle with? Uh, what do they ask you? And try to 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 deliver as much as possible to serve them as best as possible and just get testimonials so the first challenge don't have any money expectations at all because in most likelihood you will fail and get a lot of money and um, then you take all the experience you had when you run the first challenge and you did do the second challenge i still would recommend doing it for free and I would recommend doing it for free as long as you need to until you get the conversion rate right. So when you have your challenge and you know, all right, I get a thousand people in and I get, I don't know, 10% buying my thing. Um, so I know that I will sell at least a hundred of, of whatever it is. And I know that the costs add up, that I get so much in return. Um, then you can think about, really scaling that and um, set up in, in, in ads uh, in, in a paid challenge. Or there's another scenario when you th think, all right, I have something to teach and I can't do it in five days. It's just not possible. It's too complex. It's too heavy, whatever it is. I need 21 days. I need 30 days, whatever. Um, then the likelihood that the people stick with you for the whole 30 days um, is uh, a lot better when they pay up front. And when you run something for 30 days and they are willing to pay up front because they get 30 days of training um, and education and action steps and support and accountability, everything. Um, and so people um, are more willing to pay for a 30-day, 21-day challenge than they are for a five-day challenge, for example. Okay, brilliant. Okay, and um, let, let's go back in, in, into your story then. So you, you've worked for some of the biggest um, European fashion brands, you're a digital marketer, uh, and, and you got fired twice. So talk to us about, you know, why you got fired, how it happened, what happened, um, and, you know, what, were your, what was your mindset like then uh, and, and what you did after that? Gladly. Um, so... Um let, let me share you very quickly um, how I got into all of this. Um, I was probably born an entrepreneur. So both my parents are entrepreneurs and I always knew that I wanted to do something. Um, but I failed at every single thing I tried. <laughs> um, and I tried a lot of stuff over the years. And because everything failed, I had to go in a traditional career path. Um, and so I tried a couple of things there out as well. And at some point I hired, um, I was hired by a digital marketing agency. Um, and then discovering it was, it was a paid ad agency and then discovering advertising for me was that it was a light bulb for me because that resonated with me a lot because 
I, I'm someone I like to challenge myself. I like to get better. I like to work on myself, improve myself. And with ads, with digital marketing, you can do the same. You have numbers, you know exactly where you are right now, you know where you want to go, or at least the direction. Um, and now you need to try stuff out and see what works. And this is how it is in real life. This is how it is in advertising. I mean, yes, sure, you can build up a backlog of, a backlog of experience and best practices and stuff like that. But, but in the end, you never know if it will work. Um, for this specific niche, for this specific business scenario, whatever. And so you constantly need to improve and get better and try new stuff. And yeah, this resonated with me a lot. And so I, I really dove deep into that. I climbed the career ladder there very quickly. First, I became head coach of the agency and trained everybody going in. And then I got the chance to took um, some of those newbies I trained and make them into a, into a team. And I was leading that team then. And right from the get-go, um, they gave us one of the biggest clients. And so we had to adapt very, very fast. Um, but we did because everybody was curious and driven and, and we all pulled together and it was a great, great experience. And so we really took that client and run with that. And then we got the next client and the next client. And so very quickly we had two, three huge clients um, we needed to manage. Um, and for almost every one of them, we spent six figures every month. And some made six figures back, some made even seven figures back every month. Um, and so it, it, was, it was crazy, it was, it was great. Um, and one other thing happened, and this is now where it gets interesting. Um, I've met my now wife in the agency because <laughs> she was one of the people I trained going in. <laughs> um, and I've met my wife there and... Um, um, at some point we decided that we want uh, to get married and that we want to have a kid. And then she was expecting and we decided that we want to move back to our hometown. So we couldn't attend the office anymore. Um, when this will happen, it was a couple of months in the future, but still. Um, and so I went to my boss and told him the situation and asked if we could find um, other opportunities so for example um, a home office situation or anything like that and this was way before COVID-19 where everybody needed to do that so um, but it was it was a, a company full of young people and so I thought well maybe they are open to it and um, they wanted to think about it and a couple of days later um, I was uh, called into the office um, and they handed me my notice and fired me. Oh, okay. So it was when you got that. What was the? What were you feeling? What went through your mind? Um, what, what happened? Um, it came completely out of the blue. I had not expected that at all, um, and didn't know what to do at first. Um, I mean, then yes, all right. We wanted to move anyway, so let's just look for a new job and. I'm sure with the experience I had then and, and the results I've got, I, I could find something. And thankfully I did. <laughs> um, but it, it was a shock. I was not completely shaken because those thoughts crossed my mind already that maybe I look for something else, maybe go from agency to working in-house or anything like that. But I never expected that. Um, but okay. Um, I shook it off, got another job, and then the next job. And um, this was um, a high-paying leadership role um, here in a German um, retailer. And they had an e-commerce store that was declining fast, despite all the e-commerce craziness, everybody's buying online. And uh, they thought, well, why not from us? <laughs> um, and so they hired me to, to, um, to get them back up. And uh, this is what we did over two years. We got them from declining to growing 10, 20% again. And um, 
my wife and I <laughs> decided that we want to have another kid. And um, well, uh, we've got two to the price of one. <laughs> so we were expecting twins. And um, at that point, I was working in one office or the another for almost 15 years. Um, especially at that job, was working long hours. Um, and I had not much time for my family. Um, so I went to my boss and wanted to be transparent again. Hey, we are expecting twins. And when they're there, I want to go on parental leave and take some weeks or months off so that I can connect with my family and really spend some quality time with them. Um, and that we probably can find a good arrangement because here in Germany, we have, um, um, um a program by the government that, um, every couple can go on parental leave for a combined, um, 14 months. Wow. You can split that up however you like. So you can do 12 months for the wife uh, or half, half, whatever, how, however you like it. So we had that at the back of, of, of your mind and, um, but the thing is, this um, you when, when you when you open up to your to your employee about that and um, say that you want to go on parental leave, they can't fire you and need to get you back after the parental leave. But and the thing this only applies to the wife. Um, as a man. When both agree on the on the parental leave, then they need to take you back. But you don't um, have that security that you have your workplace until then. And so, as soon as they heard about these plans, and even it wasn't finalized at all, it was just a thought and something I wanted to discuss. I was fired more or less immediately. Um, and this time, it was hard. Because this time it, I had no plans to move somewhere else. Um, I now then had three kids to feed and um, I don't had a plan what to do then. And uh, this time I was not only shocked, but shaken, definitely. And, um, and I'm, I'm honest, it, it took me a while. And so we thankfully had that program um, that, that we are in parental leave and that we got some money through the government. It wasn't, it wasn't much, but it was some. It was it was money, and it kept us alive, um, even if it wasn't enough to cover all the bills. Um, um, but I didn't know what to do. I just had no idea, and so for for a couple of weeks, I was completely lost. Um, and then, more or less by accident, I. Um, got my first client for the agency. So somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, we need your service. All right. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I have nothing better to do anyway. So, uh, what the hell, why not? Um, and, uh, so yeah, so through that, I got my direction again because otherwise I had no idea where I would be right now. Okay. So talk to us about your self-esteem during those periods. I mean, typically, um, you know, especially in the UK, we see Germans as, as, as very confident people, as having a lot of self-esteem. Did you have any self-esteem issues, even as, maybe as a child growing up or going through that journey in, in entrepreneurship? Did you ever have any self-esteem issues or were you always highly confident and, 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 and have high self-esteem? No, definitely not. Um, I have one thing going for me and that is I'm an optimist. Um, I always try to see the best of what is happening and I always believe that it works out somehow. Um, but self-confident? No, um, definitely not. Um, I think, I mean, this is something that probably a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to, but um, the, the so-called imposter syndrome um, was huge. I mean, yeah, sure, I had a lot of experience, but to actually put myself on the line, I mean, I was always employed by other people and just had to do my job. Um, but can I do it for myself? Uh, this is a completely different uh, ball game, and so no, definitely uh, still to this day. I mean, now I'm 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 in this challenge thing and try to to um, make it work, and it's working better, better, better every day. But 
there's still so much to learn. And can I do this? Um, will I be able to do this? Will I be able to get my client the result they, they, they want me for, um, they hire me for? Um, I have still struggled with that every day, definitely. And I don't know if it will ever end. Okay, so let's go back. So what was the biggest difference then um, from when you were an employee on, when you started working as an entrepreneur for yourself? You know, what was the biggest challenge um, and, and what did you do to overcome it? Um, to actually commit. Because when you're an employee, em employee um, you get told what to do, more or less, um, and you have very strict boundaries and you get paid every single month. Um, and um, so there are a lot of dreamers out there. And I was one of them. So while I was employed, I always dreamed about doing something for myself, but I never really followed through. And um, going from being a daydreamer to somebody who actually need to do stuff, that was hard. And um, I think I figured it out by now. <laughs> and, and now I have a good flow, but that took time. And really, um, I mean, when you're an employee and you are on holiday, you can spend your holiday. When you're an entrepreneur starting out, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're really working uh, borders every day. And even when you're not at work, your mind still is. Mm -hmm. So you can't put it on, turn it off. And um, so you, you think about it all the time and you're hustling all the time and you don't get the money return you hope for. So you're not making 10K a month in the first month um, and probably not after six months as well when you're starting out. And so it's, it's a long road. It's a hard road and, and you feel alone. Um, and often you feel that you need to do all your, all yourself. You need to do everything yourself and you uh, can talk to anybody because all your friends and family don't understand what you're doing. Um, and so, yeah, you just talk to <laughs> random strangers on the internet, <laughs> uh, about how do, uh, how they are doing things and making your connections there. And, um, I lost a couple of friends on, on the way. Um, made great new friends online, um, but uh, I mean, that's probably just part of the game, um, but it is hard. And there are a lot of moments where I said, well, is this really worth it? I'm working so much more than when <laughs> I was employed before that. And especially at the last job I had before I was fired then, <laughs> um, I, I was making good money. I probably was in the top 10% of Germany back then. Um, and yeah, leaving something like that is hard. So, you know, you, you left your, your, well, the corporate job was to spend more time with your family and now you become an entrepreneur, but you're spending more time actually working. I mean, how did you find that then, you know? Um, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to leave their jobs and they do leave their jobs because they want to spend more time with their family and more time having freedom to do other things. But then when they start their own business, they kind of realize, hang on a minute, this is not what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting to be working more hours. So yeah. how did you deal with that transition? Um, well, I try to fit it into our family schedule. So what I do um, do now is that I have the evenings off. So I'm working around six, seven hours. And then I have a couple of, of hours off where I can spend time with the family, with the kids, see all of them. But as soon as I go to bed, it's off to the races again, off to work again um, and working the next two, three, four, five hours, sometimes late at night um, to, to make it work. And um, is this perfect? Definitely not, because I don't spend as much time with my wife as I would love to. Um, and uh, do we need to make adjustments every single day? So you i don't have that clear structure where no i'm going to the office and then i'm going back to from the office and everything is cool and i can do whatever i please no um i'm, I'm adjusting every single day um and um yeah so it's it's maybe but you have one thing going for you when you really are going on this journey and becoming an entrepreneur and 
I mean, when you're really going on this journey and when you have that dream and that, that goal you strive for and you have a good reason why you're doing this, then motivation is never a problem. At least that's for me. I, I love what so I do. Tell us, so tell us, what, what is your, you know, what is your driver? What is your why? What is your motivator? What, why are you doing this? You know, what is, what is that thing that gets you up every day and carries on this journey, even though you're finding it difficult or you don't want to do it? Um, I would lie if I say I have three kids to feed and I need to feed them. Um, this is something that I hear from a lot of people. Hey, I have a family I want to support. Sorry for the language. Fuck that. This is not a strong reason at all because you can do that a lot more easy by just going to the corporate world. <laughs> um, so this is, this is not a strong reason. I just wanted to emphasize that. Um, for me, it really was the, the work environment um, because um, working in a corporate world, you work with a lot of people who don't dream at all, who are satisfied with where they are, where they are at the same place 10 years ago, and they will be 20 years from now, will be still be at the same place. They don't have any aspirations, no dreams, no goals um, that are truly worthy of, I don't know, doing something. And, um, and that's okay. I mean, when that's their life and they're happy with that, cool. Um, but when you have drive in yourself, then being surrounded by those people is absolutely toxic for you. Um, and being surrounded by those people and then getting fired from that because you want to change, you want to spend time with the people you love and, and, and yeah, actually achieve something. Um, then this is something that, this is what would really slit up the fire in my belly because I don't want to be part of that anymore. I want to talk to people like you and all the other ones out there who are actually doing stuff, who try to achieve something something maybe that maybe so, so where do you think where do you think the source for that comes you know what made you a dreamer you know what 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 kind of lit that fire inside of you to want to dream big and do something different you know was it something in your childhood was it watching certain movies or maybe reading books you know what what was it that lit that fire for you good question and i think my answer will disappoint you um i think maybe you're just born that way okay um, i think i think there are two kinds of people you're either born that way or you experience something really dramatic in your life that actually make you and transform you into that person uh, you need to be when you really want to go out on this path. And otherwise, um, yeah, you, you will, you'll never achieve that. Maybe you try something, but it will never take off. It will never be more than a side hustle because you're just trying it out. You always have your job to go back and but if you want to go all in then you need to be a dreamer because otherwise it's just not possible and yeah definitely i mean books for me it was always books um that that um that made me dream um and we had a quick chat um about that before we started the recording um because we are both um fantasy nerds and um have uh, like like authors like david um, david gamble and so on and for me reading those books yes it was fantasy and it was heroic and whatever but for me it was always about about the emotion about about the mindset about going going forward even if everything is going against you and this is something that from my from my earliest days resonated with me so much because i always felt it sounds stupid when i when i think about it but i always felt like some sort of lone wolf outsider uh, who never really fit in and i always wanted to achieve something and yes i failed a lot of stuff in the past but i always tried tried it out because i knew that i never would be happy with just another nine to five yeah. just, i was not i I'm, I'm not cut for that kind of work yeah and, and obviously you know especially in the digital marketing space, and you hear this 
time and time again that you know i don't read books i don't have time to read books i'm all about action and implementing um, and then if they, they are reading any books it's, it's about business entrepreneurship books but how important are, are books about fantasy and, and stories which are not business but they're just you know great stories how important are they for the life of an entrepreneur and uh, a marketer um i don't think they are necessary but i think for the right kind of, of people, um, um, they're needed because um, when you're a daydreamer like I was and you were never satisfied and then you read those books and you see people reaching um, extraordinary heights and achieve extraordinary things, then back in your mind, you always say, why they? Now, why can't I achieve anything? Um, what it is that is holding me back? And at some point, um, you realize it's only you. Nobody's holding you back from anything. It's just you. You need to get out and do stuff. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think for, for some people, they are the catalyst that, um, yeah, get them over the line and actually start moving mm -hmm. brilliant and you know obviously one of the biggest thing in entrepreneurship is it's not just about the the technical skills that you know you can be good at facebook advertising you could be a good copywriter but it's more about you know personal development and, and developing as a person so for what has entrepreneurship done for you in terms of personal development as as a, a human being as a father as you know, just somebody who's gone from somewhere to where you are now? Um, I think for me, it changed everything because before that I was never satisfied, never really happy. Um, and I think I was good to be around. I was funny, very centered in myself, very calm. Um, and, uh, but I was, yeah, never really happy where I was. And I always thought, well, on the outside, the grass is a lot greener. And um, so, yeah, I always wanted to, I don't know, not stay at the same place. And um, this completely changed when, when I actually started to be an entrepreneur, not only think about doing something or trying something out. Um, this, the thinking changed a lot because you you don't I mean it's, you st it's still a dream it's still a dream but every day you go one step further you're coming one step closer to this to this goal and and you know that it's a hard road and that you need to slay some dragons on the way and <laughs> and um, I don't know, uh, meet new friends and whatever is, is happening. So you know that it's a long journey, um, but but you are on the path. And this changed, changed my thinking at least a lot because um, I don't need to go anywhere where the grass is greener. I'm creating the green, green grass right here, right now, every single day. How awesome is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I mean, it brings other troubles, financial and everything like that. Um, but in terms of work, I was never, never as fulfilled as I am now. Never as motivated as I am now. Never had the energy as I have now. And this obviously transforms into all er other areas of your life. Yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. Love it. So, um, you know, before we wrap up then, you know, who is your ideal client? What can you do for them and where can they find you or how can they contact you? Well, um, I think I can help best, um, people who, um, earn their money through knowledge. So coaches, obviously consultants, people like that who have knowledge to sell. I mean, my, yes, my background is in e-commerce and anything like that, but, uh, this is not really, um, what I do now and what challenges are best for challenges are best for people who sell knowledge, coaching and, and courses and anything like that. And 
I think I can help best the people that are below 10K. They just don't know how to get there. They tried out all kinds of stuff and it never worked um, because what I can do for them is not only can I use the challenge as a catalyst, but what I can do is fix their marketing ecosystem because most likely what they need is they have something that is that is broken and not working together. So they do organic Facebook. They do, maybe they have an email list. Maybe they have a Facebook group, but it's not connected. It's not working together. And so just by fixing that and building the ecosystem and then plugging a challenge in as a spark is that can really make a dramatic change um, in, in their life. Brilliant. And how can they find out more about you? How can they contact you? Where can they go? Um, well, um, if you just want, want, want to see what a challenge is and how it can work, then drop in into the Launch Your Challenge podcast. Um, it's released every Monday and Thursday. Um, you can um, find me on Facebook. Um, and um, the best thing I would, be, I, I would say is join my Facebook group. It's the Challenge Funnel Entrepreneurs Group. And when you join that, you get access to a free five-day workshop where I teach you exactly how to create and launch your challenge. So it's in there. You just need to hop in and can start right away. Brilliant. And what we'll do is we will get a link uh, and, you, and the link will be below this video and you can click on that link and then you can join the Facebook group and, and join the challenge. Uh, Yoshka, it's been amazing. That was a great little conversation there. Um, I found it very enlightening, especially with the challenges. Um, you know, your story has been great. Um, any final thoughts before we close the interview? Um, I, I like that question a lot because I, I'm asking this myself and what I want to share is be more. Just allow yourself to become more than you are right now because every one of us can achieve great things if you just do it and you are capable of so much more than you believe. So just allow yourself to become more. Excellent. Beautiful. Love it. Well, that's all for this episode. Um, Yoshka, once again, thank you very much. Um, and, you know, I wish you the best of luck with your challenges and I'm sure you're going to help a lot of people. Um, and as for now, guys, this is it. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye bye. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot if you would please rate and write a review. Please also subscribe so you get notified anytime a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in. Now go out and attack your Minotaur.